0: All right, thank you, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. 800 941 Sean, if you want to be a part of the program, hope you're enjoying your beginning of summer here. Still not that really hot in the Northeast at all. It's been actually very cool, comfortable temperatures for the most part. Uh, anyway, a lot to get to today. Uh, this China trip by uh, Tony Wink and Blinken is embarrassing, humiliating, on a lot of, a lot of fronts. And he clearly does not understand the threat that is China. Uh, we've got a president, your president, Joey, uh, is not doing very well and is getting very embarrassing day by day. And then you got John Fetterman does right up there with him. And I'm not even going to pick on poor Diane Feinstein. But, you know, Joe Biden, What can anyone explain, Linda, maybe you can explain, the God saved the queen man a comment at the end of his speech the other day when he's talking about gun control god save the queen man explain this to me if you can't shake everybody's hand
1: but i'm going to stand in front of each section no i really mean it and then and if you can see the camera they can see you and uh it's the least consequential part of this whole meeting for you i promise all right god save the queen man
0: God saved the Queen, man. His own staff can't even explain that away. This on the heels of this incredible railway that he's planning to build from the Pacific through the Indian Ocean. Uh, Linda, do we ever calculate how many miles that would be over ocean? Uh, What is the economic? Oh, I'm sorry. The environmental impact of this. But anyway, here's what he said.
1: Well, we're going to win and we're going to help we have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in in, in, in Angola one of the largest solar plants in the world. I can go on but I'm not I'm going off script I'm gonna get in trouble.
0: Yeah it tells audience don't make me a dog-faced lion pony soldier. You might remember that from back in the, the campaign days.
1: Some of you know I'd usually come down and say hi to all of you. they tell me there's a storm coming in. Is that right? It's still, is that still the deal? That's the truth. Now, don't make a lie. As that, that scene in the John Wayne movie, don't make me a
0: dog-faced lion pony soldier. And then I think maybe the worst thing that he did was talk about the communist Chinese. Now, remember, there are no consequences. Well, first of all, there's been no consequences for COVID at all. No, no confrontation. Nobody's held them accountable. Communist Chinese, Well, uh, they knew how bad this was because they wouldn't lo- allow anybody inside any other province uh, outside of Wuhan to fly to Wuhan. And if you're in Wuhan, you couldn't fly to any other place in China, but you could fly from Wuhan to the rest of the world. So they knew that they had this problem and they and all of this probably could have been contained and prevented had they immediately upon recognizing that they had a problem brought in the world's experts and, and contained this thing. But you know, that wasn't part of their, their, their DNA to be honest. So anyway, and then, so there's no, there's no consequences for intellectual property theft. There's no consequence for currency manipulation. There's, there's an outright cold war that the communist Chinese have declared on us. Tony Winken Blinken is over there. Later on, Gordon Chang will join us. And, you know, he points out is if a picture is worth a thousand words, you know, he, he has where Winken Blinken is seated and it is like the worst seat imaginable and compares it to Microsoft head, former head Bill Gates, who's sitting right across from President Xi and, and, and then, you know, gets lectured repeatedly by the communist Chinese. Uh, and he just comes out of the meeting and says, the U.S. does not support Taiwan independence. Why would you say that? How about we support the sovereignty of Taiwan? Well, you know, why go with the Chinese position? He's like following in the footsteps of President Macron of France, uh, which is like a wink and a nod. Well, we're probably really not gonna do a thing if you if you decide to reunify or take over Taiwan. That's what it sounds like to me. And China's broad economic success, he goes on, is in our best interest. No, it's not. If you haven't noticed, they have declared a Cold War against us, and they're aligning you know, the world superpowers against us. And they have made a determination and a bet that the United States has given up its position as a world leader. And they plan to fill that void, hence their new relationship with Russia. The new relationship with Iran, this fear of influence now growing in Africa, Latin America, Cuba, the Middle East, and, and peeling away our own allies by brokering deals with the Saudis and the Iranians and the Saudis and the Syrians. You know, watching the UAE that was standing with President Trump now aligning with Russia and Egypt doing the same and helping them out. You know, we just have leadership that is completely checked out on all of this and rejecting any military-to-military outreach. We had our Secretary of Defense, what, last week, week and a half ago, asking, requesting for a meeting with his Chinese counterpart. The answer was no. And then the Chinese spy balloon, you know, this is my favorite comment of Joe Biden over the weekend, and and Joe Biden, you know, basically says it's embarrassing to them. It was not embarrassing to them. I don't think Chinese leadership knew where the balloon was. Uh, they knew exactly where it was, uh, and you have to be pretty naive and stupid to think otherwise. Now, as you're hearing all these things, you got to wonder to what extent has the business arrangement, dealings with the communist Chinese and the Biden family syndicate, had in terms of foreign policy in this country? Listen, this is this is Joe Biden. I'm, you know, basically saying, well, why did he allow the Chinese spy balloon to stay in our airspace? If they didn't see it, why didn't they see it? What were the other three unidentified objects that they used $400,000 Sidewinder missiles to fire out of the sky? We still don't have answers to any of these questions, but this is Joe's rationalization for not holding the communist Chinese accountable for spying on our country. Listen.
1: I think one of the things that that balloon caused was not so much that it got shot down, but I don't think the leadership knew where it was. And knew what was in it, and knew what was going on. Was, I think it was more embarrassing than it was intentional. And so, uh, I'm hoping that over the next uh, several months, uh, I'll be meeting with she again and uh, talking about legitimate differences we have, but also how those areas we can get along.
0: You don't think they knew what was in the spy balloon? You mean all the spying equipment? That was sending back in real time uh, intelligence to the communist Chinese as it flew over Alaskan airspace, down the west coast of Canada into Idaho, all the way across uh, to Montana, where our missile silo sites are, down to Kansas and Missouri, next to military installations, up through Kentucky doing the same, out the coast of Carolinas, and, and now we'll shoot it down. Wow. Well, we didn't have we didn't have an opportunity to take it down without risking lives. That's a lie too. One big lie after another. But you know, this now this now represents the modern Democratic Party. But plans to build a railroad across the Indian Ocean from the Pacific. Now, Linda, that how long, how far would that be? Have you calculated that? It
2: is. Uh, I did indeed. I did indeed. I actually had to look it up because uh, it's a it's it's ambitious, right? So it says that. Uh, the typical cargo ship takes 50 to 30 days to cross the Pacific Ocean alone. At the rate of a speed of a typical cargo train, it would still take seven days to cross the ocean. That would mean an 8,000-mile train across the top of the ocean.
0: 8,000-mile train. Yeah. Now, I would—never <laughs> mind the— A violent. man can dream. He can dream a man, big. Uh, you can dream big. That's dreaming big. and Or uh, just
2: live in La La Land
0: like Joe. But I thought they— think that
2: this is, uh, you know, an option.
0: What's the environmental impact study going to look like on building uh, that colossal? We don't
2: care about that. This is not on our side of the fence, you know, so it's not a big deal. It's just like what we say, burn it in China, burn it in Russia, burn it in India. It's fine. Not a big deal. There's no global warming there. Do
0: you have any any clue at all what God save the queen man was all about? Does anybody have a clue about I, that? I
2: feel really good about the fact that that makes no sense to me, actually, because I think if it starts to make sense to us, we're all in a lot of trouble.
0: Well, I don't know what's worse. John Fetterman struggling through his words, talking about I-95 and the collapse they had there. Here's John Fetterman, the senator from Pennsylvania.
3: Uh, no, I, I, I uh, would, would would just um, really like the you know, the 95, 95, 95. You know, um, you know. Obviously, that you know, you're pretty much preoccupied with with 95, and I know, I certainly am too. And we know it's a major eatery, uh, not, not just for for Pennsylvania, but for the east the East Coast. And a lot of Pennsylvanians are worried that the delays and repairs.
0: And then he stumbled through remarks as he's talking about infrastructure, and ends up getting Representative Brandon Boyle's name wrong. A little
3: over a year ago, a little over a year ago, the president and I were standing right next to each other at a collapsed bridge in western Pennsylvania, a bridge that I drove over just the night before with my young son. And he showed up with just hours, hours after that that bridge collapsed there. And he promised to make sure that any resources that they needed and any help and support, and guess what? And guess what? The, the, that bridge was rebuilt less than a year, well, well in front of time and again. And now I'm standing next to the president, again, next to a, a collapsed bridge here. And he is here to commit to work with the, the governor and the, the, the delegation to make sure that we get this fixed quick, fast as well, too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah, And then on top of that, uh, the, the jewel, uh, uh, kind of a uh, l- uh, law of the inflation infre- 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 uh, uh, bill that is going to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across like this, all across the America getting rebuilt. It's a pleasure to be here and to introduce my my friend, Congressman Boyle Bile.
0: Oh, man. This is bad. Then you have Dianne Feinstein. I mean, she had been out of Congress for, what, over two months, ends up telling, a reporter says, you know, asks a question about her absence, says to, with with just complete belief, I haven't gone anywhere. I've been working here. Listen. What have you heard? What have I heard about
1: what?
3: About your return. How have they felt about your no,
1: return? No, I haven't been gone.
3: Okay. <laughs>
2: Um, you should follow. I haven't been going. I've been working.
3: You've been working
1: for home is what you're saying? No, I've been here. Um, I've been voting. Please, like,
0: yeah, either no or don't. Know. I've been working here. She hasn't been working there. Uh, how many of you are worried about your country? I am so worried. This is so scary. These are tough times. You know, this is what I said in the middle of that interview, Linda, with with Gavin Newsom. I said, here's your problem for your party. Your president can't sit here for five minutes and deal with me. Not for five minutes. And he knows it, but he's like, no, he's doing a good job. I'm I'm like, yeah, where is he doing a good job? There's nowhere you could say he's doing a good job. All right, so the economy, we're all suffering as a result of it, by the way, and there's got to be ways you save money. One way all of you can save a lot of money is with your cell phone bill and make the switch to my cell phone provider. It's a veteran-owned company. It's called Pure Talk, and with Pure Talk, you get the same exact 5G network as Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. You get the same cell towers. The average family saves close to $1,000 a year. Many families save more, and for the exact same service. And right now, they're offering unlimited talk, unlimited text, ultra-fast 5G data. It's only 20 bucks a month. The coverage, exactly the same as the big carriers. That's not complicated. Grab your phone, dial pound 250, say the keyword, save now. And right now, they have their unlimited talk, unlimited text, plenty of data for just 20 bucks a month deal going on. They have an amazing U.S. customer service team. They'll make the switch fast, easy, and simple. And they keep their jobs in America. Just dial pound 250, say the keyword save now. And to get this incredible deal and do it now, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month from our friends at Pure Talk.